Hey everyone, welcome to the Working Mom Life of a Bully Teacher. I'm your podcast host, Dr. Courtney Pegram, and I'm with you today on a beautiful Saturday. Um, Today is episode 17. So what I want to focus on today is self-esteem and how do we build self-esteem in our teenagers because it's a big struggle, especially in middle school, which is kind of my jam. So quick recap, like 30 minute commercial of what I do. I am a bully teacher and I work in schools. We're in over probably 75 to 80 different schools. We do assemblies, professional development, so PDs for teachers, parent workshops. I do parent coaching. Part of my company is we're set up as a social enterprise, so I also run a lot of leadership programs, executive coaching, team buildings, and um, like different things that can help organizations be better and work better together. Basically, social skills for the workplace. So workplace harassment, sexual harassment, if you have a problem, that's me. So the reason I'm explaining that is to kind of understand my background. So I have a very wide range of background when it comes to developing social skills, appropriate communication, setting boundaries, developing self-confidence, resilience, compassion, and then also working on like self-esteem and self-worth. So that's a snapshot of what I do. Um, And I love what I do. I'm extremely passionate and I love to give back. So another kind of quick thing about Bulldog and myself is for every program that we do for corporate, like when we book a team building or uh, workplace prevention harassment or sexual harassment training, we actually donate a free program to Chicago Public Schools to help the schools that can't afford our services. So that drives me to do what I do and I love it. Um, But most of the time I am a bully teacher, so I do bullying prevention and intervention in schools and I absolutely love my work. Why? Because I learned so much. Um, And today I want to focus on your children. So working in middle schools is kind of my thing and I've learned so much. Why? Because kids are super anxious, they're stressed out, and they really are struggling. And it's up to us to help them. Not to save them, but to help them. So this week I was in a school and we focused on kind of really having some open opportunities to talk about mental health, mental wellness, where the kids are at and they share that like you know they are confident and they put that tough side up or that attitude but reality is they have a lot of self-doubt and they're really sometimes surprised when they open up to each other that they're all going through the same thing they're really questioning who they are what they want to be and then how they're perceived by others and then they have to kind of deal in in the stuff they're good at and what they're struggling with and you know, who they like, and then there's these hormones just surging in their body. So it becomes like the perfect storm. So then the perfect storm is actually your child. So we want to work today on ways to keep them confident, um, worthy of love, and feel some, some, self, some self-love, but more than self-love, some self-compassion. So... The thing I find, um, and we see it in the news a lot too, and I hear it in my programs, is there's been an increase in suicide ideation and um, depression, and also I've read a ton about um, teen suicides. And it breaks my heart. Um, Last week I read, someone reached out to me, there was um, someone in the Burbs in Chicago, there was a school that they lost three teenagers to suicide within a certain time frame. And it like, 
broke my heart because I'm like, we've got to start doing something. We have to talk about this stuff. And these kids are under so much pressure and we don't stop and take the time to turn to our kids. And then I was reading a story. It was on the Wall Street Journal. It was about these parents are having dinner with their kid and he was talking about going to Spain and all this fun stuff. And the next day he took his life. And sadly he shot himself. Um, so that kind of struck me like, well, what is going on in this child's head? And like, why aren't we having real conversations with our children, right? Why are our kids feeling they have to lie to us that pretend everything's okay when inside they're in so much pain? So that's kind of what I do with the kids. And we, we do them in a peace circle format, which basically means we sit in a circle and we talk about the really difficult stuff. Um, so today I'm going to give you some resources of what you can do in your house to increase self-esteem and self-worth with your kid. Um, so basically, one of the first things is creating a time where you can sit down with your child. And what I do is called a SWAT 2.0. I'll put the, the worksheet in my um, show notes. Um, but if you've ever worked with me or worked in a school with me, um, or just heard of me, my SWAT 2.0 is a thing I live by. I love it. So it's S-W-O-T 2.0. Um, so a lot of leaders, educators, or anyone listening to this podcast knows what a SWAT is, right? It's something we use as a tool for our businesses, for a plan, for a project rolling out to kind of identify what are the strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats in front of us. Well, I took that and I was like, let's make it about us. Let's stop focusing outside and look internally at us. So the SWAT 2.0 is about what strengths, weaknesses, threats, and opportunities are in front of you right now. And the 2.0 is designed that for every weakness you have, you find a resource, you find help. And then for every threat in front of you, you find a strategy. So when you're faced with that threat, you know exactly what to do, or at least you have an idea of what can come up next? And you have some steps in place. You've kind of like proactively thought about this. So what it helps is one, it helps your child with problem solving. Two, it gives your child insight on who they are as a person. And if you do it too, it's mind blowing. Um, all my clients love it. So first of all, the SWAT, it's a quadrant, right? So you write, if you don't have my sheet, you write S at the top and you say, okay, you sit down with your kid and you do it with your kid. I challenge you, put your phone down, turn it around. Just you and your child be mindful, present in this moment. And you both write down 15 strengths. Yeah, 15. One, five. Um, things that you're good at. Things that people have told you that they liked about you. Um, qualities about yourself. Um, and then things that you love about yourself. Or things that you don't want to admit, but you know they're true. So strengths could be you're adventurous, kind, compassionate, problem solver, um, you love life, you're a dreamer, you're logical, uh, you're a realist, you, your attention to detail, organized, you're strong with time management, creative, innovative, intelligent, beautiful, smart, funny, fun, right? I can go on and on. So hopefully when you write that list down, you use positive words, words that represent you and that you truly identify with, right? Own them. And then have your kid do the same. You might struggle and your child might struggle too because we forget what we're good at. We are so focused on being perfect and making sure that we are the best, we forget what we're really good at. 
And that's important to spend some time with your child and being like, you're not only good at this one thing. Look at all these things that make you unique, special, that this is all the reasons and much more why I love you, but you're a pretty amazing person. Then look at your sheet and be like, I'm pretty amazing too. So to build self-esteem, first we identify what we are good at. Where do we stand in this world? And secondly, it's identifying the things that hold us back. So then you move to the W. Now, before you go all crazy with 15 weaknesses, it's a definite no. Only two, right? So two weaknesses. Why? Because as parents, I'm just saying, generally speaking, women are really good at identifying what they're not good at. Um, And I'm speaking for myself. So two weaknesses. So could be struggle with time management, inability to say no, take on too much, um, perfectionism. So identify two weaknesses from you and then your child defies two things that they struggle with. So a weakness is something that we can control. It's within ourselves. okay? Then once you write it down, turn to your child and be like, okay, so what, what do you want to do to find a resource for this? Like if, if your child is struggling with, uh, maybe they're not, maybe they're struggling with their anger, right? Yeah. Um, having a safe place in your house to let them let it go, Um, finding strategies, deep breathing, meditation, I mean, you name it, right? Brainstorm together. Find two to three different resources that might help your child. And then for you, do the same thing. And to make this more interactive, ask your child, you know, I struggle at saying no. What do you think I should do? It's really an opening moment of authenticity, like wholehearted, like, honesty you're having with your child. It's a beautiful moment to really open up and share that. So then go through that process. So then you move down on the quadrant, or if you're not following my worksheet, then you would just write um, O for opportunities, right? And just write it down and then just start talking about, well, what are some things that excite you? What are some big dreams you have? Some things you want to do? Anything. So give examples to your child, like, you know, you want to make this, this sports team, be on this after-school club, you want to be a gymnast, actor, singer, dancer, um, lawyer, doctor, um, YouTuber, um, you want to be a social influencer, you want to start your own business, or you want to, like, be a veterinarian, you want to travel the world, buy an island, like, you know, go big, right? So have your child put up all their dreams. If they're a little younger, so don't focus on what you want to do when you grow up. If you saw me, I was doing air quotations. Because you that's not what you want. And you want to make sure that they're writing stuff that they want, not that you want for them. That is really important. So because it's their dreams, right? It's not yours. It's not yours to own. Like we've got to start letting go of pushing our own, our own stuff onto our kids. So big dreams. Um, And then you do the same. Come on. When's the last time you thought about what you really wanted? And if you had unlimited resources, what would you do, right? So write it down. Do you want to write a book? Do you want to be a keynote speaker? Do you want to start a nonprofit? Um, Join a committee? You know, um, get a, a second home? Take a long vacation? Take a sabbatical? I mean, go big, right? Okay, so write down all your opportunities, as many as you can, okay? And then, last but not least, you go to your threats. So threats are external, things that are out of our control. 
Um, so things that I do put in threats, and um, regardless if you agree or disagree with me, it's just how I do this activity. Threats is health for me. So I put health as external. I know we have a lot of control what we can do to help ourselves, but some things are genetic and we can't control. So I put threats as a health as a threat. Um, so it eases up some stuff, right? Because, you know, if your child does have special needs or they have um, maybe a disability, right? It's, it's not their fault. It's not, they can't control it. So put I put threats. It could be something that's holding you back. And um, so when I'm talking about like, you know, things that they can or can't do, or maybe they're afraid of doing because of what's holding them back. So anything that's ex external, out of their control, out of your control. So it could be financial crisis. It could be... Um, Hmm. natural disaster, anything that's not within your control and that's holding you back. Um, so it could be losing your job. It could be having to move. It could anything, right? Okay, write those down. So threats, you can have as many as the things that come into your mind, right? Lack of resources, lack of time, all that stuff. So write it down. Okay, so then for every threat, come up with a strategy, right? So lack of money you could say like well saving up a little bit from every paycheck even if it's just ten dollars or five dollars that's a strategy um lack of time well maybe learning how to best manage your time or looking at different ways to make more time in your day by eliminating some distractors that's another strategy for your health it could be like you know i you know just starting to take a walk during your lunch break can be really helpful um, like we said, anything that's external, like maybe if it's like your child's struggling with reading, writing, um, learning disability, you know, it could be like finding social skills groups or maybe after school programs or, um, tutors or anything. Do you know what I'm saying? Like finding those resources, just identifying them, even though if you're not totally sure of where to find them, it just helps to look at, be like, you know, I am not stuck. I am not. This is no longer holding me back because I have options, right? So it takes the element of being stuck and what's moving us to being unstuck. And being unstuck, it opens doors and opportunities and creativity. And it helps us and our children build more self-esteem because we're no longer just this. It's That doesn't make us who we are. We are what our strengths are and what we're looking forward to. So then when you look, when you look at that quadrant or those those things you write, take away the the, the W, so the weaknesses, and the, the T, the threats, and move them to the side, and then just look at you and your child, just look at the strengths and opportunities and have a conversation about like, well, how do we want to foster the things that we're good at? So how do we want to be better at it? What do we want to do? How do we hit some of our dreams? What are some dreams that become a priority, right? So it's a fun, positive, enlightening conversation, right? Don't make it a job, but make it like, ah, this is a perfect example. Make it like that time that you were a child and you had a blanket or you just laid on the grass and you looked up for hours at those clouds and you were just daydreaming. That's exactly how I want you to feel, think, and act with your child of, possibilities are endless. Don't let any negative thoughts come in. Shut down negative Nancy and then stop listening to your inner critic. Just explore, imagine, and have fun, okay? Those opportunity creates movement and moments of building each other up, okay? So the SWOT activity is the first initial skill to really help identify what is your child good at, strong at, and then, you know, 
Often we forget to tell our kids what they're really good at or why we love them, specifically with examples and and ideas of what makes them special. So this is a great time to do it, especially your teenagers, because they are glued to their phones or their tablets. Okay, so another way to increase self-esteem is to foster or to hone in on what your child is, is good at. So it could be, um, I remember what I did a parenting group last week, and so I'll give an example of th- these parents because they had awesome kids, and they were awesome moms. It was just an amazing session. But anyway, I digress. So um, one child was extremely good at dance. The other one was really good at baking. And then the third one was um, amazing. I think it was um, singer. Um, and it was all three different characteristics. And like I was like telling the mom, I'm like, if your daughter's good at baking, push her, right? Because I see on Instagram all these people making tons of money off cookies and cakes and stuff. And even if she doesn't make money, if she's really good at it and she loves doing it and she finds purpose and joy, then that noise that's telling her she's not good enough, it stops. It's like, it creates this bubble, right? So when we hone in on what we're really good at, we're creating this invisible bubble that protects us, that doesn't create us, that doesn't create us like that we're ignorant or that we're, we're, we're being, um, we're holding ourselves back, but it, it, it's giving us a space to be like, I am enough and I am great, okay? So we want to create a protective bubble so that the noise and the negativity doesn't come in and hurts our inner selves. We have to find some ways to protect our heart and our self-worth. Um, because nowadays with social media, with the pressure to excel at school, kids feel they're constantly competing and they don't have an option Like, failure is not an option. And it's scary. It's totally scary because you know what? As adults, we know we fail all the time. And if you don't admit that you're failing all the time, then you should spend some time doing that SWAT and really reflecting on yourself because we make mistakes a lot. I mean, I make them every day. Um, And I learn from them. So sometimes we don't like the word failure or mistakes, but use learning opportunities or opportunities to redo, right? So find words that create meaning to you and don't have you shut down and then also don't have your child shut down okay and then foster the strengths i believe in strength-based training right so identify what you're good at and really focus on that and come back to that right i'm extremely creative i'm not good at drawing but i I love writing right so i spend time writing every day in my journal and then if i had more time i'd be writing blogs and posts and i try but at least i know i'm good at that so i tell myself that right when I'm having a bad day, like, go write. Go do something that you love, right? Um, so strength-based training is really important. Now, also, I'm going to the I am statements. So um, in doing a lot of meditation and self-reflection and kind of overcoming my dark demons and the voices in my head, it was really important that I turn to outside resources because I was kind of struggling. Um I found, uh, I use Insight Timer for meditation. I love it. And I bought the series of their courses. So there's one course. Um, I'll put it on my show notes. I can't remember her name, but I love her. Like, she always starts her sessions. Hello, my beautiful friends. And I'm like, yes, hi, I'm here. <laughs> I just love it. I love the positivity. And her course is all about using I am statements. And in the literature and the research I've read, it's really important as our children are younger, is to work on finding what they're really good at and then owning it and saying, I am an athlete, for example, if they're good at sports. I am a baker. I am strong. I am resilient. 
I am passionate, I am kind, I am smart, I am intelligent, I am beautiful. So all these I am's, right? Versus saying, I am a loser. I am worthless. I am a failure. I am ugly. I am fat. I am stupid. Okay, so the last statements, those negative ones, are the ones I hear the most in middle school, right? So what happened? It's we're not teaching our kids to own the positive statements, own the I am statements. Be like, if you're going to gymnastics five hours to six hours a week or even more, then you are a gymnast and you are good, right? So I am a gymnast. And if they get A's and B's in their report card, and regardless of how they score, I am smart, right? Because when you believe it, you do become it, right? I know it sounds silly, but it is true, right? So find out what your kid really wants to be and who they are, and then develop those I am statements with them. Even if they find it super cheesy, and I call that the super duper cheese, put it on their in their bathroom, like <clears throat> on an index card, or behind the door where the toilet is, so every time they go to the toilet they see it, so that they can remind themselves. And make it a mantra, make it a habit of saying the I am statements. They might roll their eyes, right? They might ignore you, but deep down inside, if they keep hearing what they're really good at and why you believe in them, they start believing in themselves, right? So I'm, so I'm not talking about children that suffer from extreme depression um, or you know have some, some challenges or even struggle with mental health. Like, you know, there's serious, there's serious circumstances where you need a counselor, a psychologist, a, a th- like, therapist. I'm not saying this solves it, but I'm talking about the children that are suffering from low self-esteem. These are easy things we can do in our home, right? Um, and that's what I want to really focus on. So the I am statements are great. So if you're doing it with your child, you do it for yourself. Find out all those negative things you keep telling yourself. I am weak. I am fat. I am old. Like all those things that pop into your head, like I am sick. I am lonely, right? No. All you have to say is like, I feel lonely today. Um, I don't feel too good today. But don't own sickness. Don't own loneliness, right? Try to find ways to identify those negative voices in your head and get to a neutral because awareness is a great first step. And then once you're aware of it, then find positive statements that you can share and repeat and own it, like believe in it. So for me, it took me a really long time to um, get to that point. And it was from self-reflection and identifying what was holding me back. As a small business owner, um, and I'm pretty much in a male-dominant field, I would still say, it was hard for me. I always felt that, like, I was watching that boardroom table and I wasn't really at it. Like, I was never smart enough, you know, I was never good enough, I was never had enough money, I wasn't enough, right? But I couldn't resonate with I am enough. What got me is when I visualized what was holding me back, I'm like, I need to be at that table, right? So my I am statement is I am at the table. I am sitting down at that table. And that created power and energy around what I wanted for myself and who I am. And that took me really far, right? So it created opportunities and things started to work out because I believed in myself, right? And when people, especially tell your kids this, when people come at you and tell you like, you're not my friend or you suck or anything, right? When it's about you or about your child, 
tell them, and this goes for you too, you don't have to own that. That's not on you. So this is what I taught my child and I teach all my kids in the program. When someone comes and attacks you and says like, you're so uncool or like, you can't be my friend or, oh my God, you're so annoying. Turn around and be like, you know what? That's on you. Like, enjoy that one because I don't think I'm annoying. And if you find me annoying, then just walk away, right? So the other thing is to have high self-esteem, we really have to build on the confidence. Having the confidence to stick up for yourself, to say no, to be like, it's okay. Not everybody's going to like me. I guarantee you, not everybody's going to love this podcast. And it's okay, right? I've been bashed, put down. I've been threatened. I mean, you got it, right? Like, some people don't like me. And it's it's been years of me trying to work out. It's going to be okay. And it's always going to be okay. Because at the end of the day, what really matters is that I am loved, supported, secure. And I feel that from my family and my friends. So make sure that you know who really matters in your inner circle. And are they toxic people or not? So to build high self-esteem, we need to have people in our corner. So identify who are the people in your corner and who are in the, the people in the corner of your child, right? So ask your kid, like, who can they go to when they struggle? Who can they go to when they have questions about things that maybe they don't feel comfortable asking you? Who are their true friends? And then ask them, who's toxic? And make sure that those toxic people stay away from their lives, that they're not interacting with them every day because we know when you're exposed to toxins every day, your body starts to break down. So the self-esteem starts to break down. So self-esteem, you can think about it, it's like, let's think about it as a, a mason jar filled with marbles. So building off one of the theories of and that I've read from Bernie Brown is, you know, imagine a mason jar. And to build self-esteem, you keep have to be putting like, one marble at a time, right? And sometimes when you have a bad day, like the mason jar might rock and turn and marbles might foul up. And someday something traumatic or very difficult can happen and the mason jar breaks and all the marbles fall out. So at that point, when you lose your marbles, okay, you get up, you give yourself some credit for trying, you forgive yourself. You get a brand new mason jar and one by one you put those marbles back. So. Everyone, it's like on a spectrum. You can have high self-esteem, but events, your environment does impact your self-esteem. So it's not just like, this is, I always had really high self-esteem. Like, no, everyone gets self-conscious. Everyone has challenges. So it's really important to keep filling your mason jar. I'm gonna take a sip of my water from my mason jar right now. It's to fill your mason jar with marbles. And sometimes you'll have big marbles and small marbles. But those small marbles, when they fall into place, they can take up a little more room and help you build up. So every act, every movement, every incident can help build self-esteem and also break it down. <coughs> so you really want to figure out how and what it takes to build your own child's self-esteem and self-worth. So for me, my daughter is a little more sensitive and it's sensitivity is a superpower and I believe in that because that's what I use in my programs because I'm extremely sensitive. So I can relate to her. And I know sometimes she feels a lot of emotions, big emotions, and she doesn't know what to do. So she kind of panics or like needs time. So instead of saying like, get it together, right? Like just deal with it. 
let I let her sit a little bit with the emotion before I grab her, or I let I grab her and I say, "It's okay. Get let, let's get through this together." And I hold her. The fact that I'm holding her tight, I'm really showing that I'm here for her, and it's going to pass. So that's my way, kind of dealing with my own kids. So think about ways of what you can do for your child when they are dealing with um, stuff that's going against the grain of really building their self-worth and self-esteem. So to recap, first of all, I'd love for anyone who listens to this podcast to do the SWAT 2.0, but if not, just go through the motions, okay? Spend that time talking to your child about their strengths. Create a strength-based home, right? Where everyone talks about positive things they're good at, right? Because the weaknesses can hold you back only if you let them, right? Because nowadays with technology, with outsourcing, you can find resources so things don't hold you back anymore, right? And start believing. Our minds are very powerful. Believe in yourself. And let your child believe in themselves too, right? So providing a loving home with consistency and like sharing those positive words and those positive affirmations can be super helpful. Remember the I am statements. Find those statements that work with your kid but also work with you. Be honest with yourself. What are those negative messages you're sharing? And maybe you're not sharing them out loud, but I guarantee your child knows. So asking your kid, what are some things that you hear me say that might be negative? And then share what you hear from your child. Great open communication moment, very vulnerable. Um, And last but not least, find the support system that you need to foster strong self-worth and self-esteem. So who is in your corner? And who are those negative people or those toxic people that need to kind of be like shuffled out like spring cleaning, let's get them out, okay? And last but not least, it's not a quick fix. It's like, think about the, the jar, the mason jar we're filling up with marbles. What marble did you put in your jar today, okay? And when the, when the jar breaks because it's glass and we didn't pay attention to it and we weren't, when it breaks, get another one and start over. But this time, be more mindful of your glass. Care for it. Pay attention to it. Make sure that every time you're putting a marble into your jar, you know what you're putting in and why, okay? So I'll leave you with that today. But these are some tips to kind of work in your household, on your household, your household, um, to build self-esteem and self-worth. So it's small daily practices to make the big difference, right? And it's about consistency because there's no quick fix. I wish there was, right? Because, well, I wouldn't have a job. But also, um, it'd be a different world, but it's not. It's all small little pieces that we put together that really help build us. And it really comes down to love, connection, and compassion. So thank you for joining me today. I would love to hear your feedback. So you can message me on Instagram at Courtney Pegram. Um, You can also find me at The Working Mom on Facebook. Um, You can just type in Courtney Pegram and whatever social media thing comes up, I'm there. Um, I also have a website so you can send me an email if you want more information. I will put the SWAT in my show notes so you can try it for yourself and send me a note, email text me. I don't know. Tell me what you think about it. I'd love to get your feedback. So I am here to support you. I am here to be with you and to help you through this because I know how hard it is. I'm in it with you. So thank you so much. Have a great day.